Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, thank you for tuning in once again to our podcast. We are so thankful that you have chosen to listen to us. Welcome back to yeah. brand new episodes. We're excited to get into more conversations and more topics. Um, and we're just excited for the things that are coming up ahead. Yeah, you know, this hiatus or this little holiday break was well deserved and well needed. Uh, but it is great to get back into get back into the swing of things and to be able to have these conversations and share this these this content. You know, a lot of times there's things that are out there that, you know, because maybe the running around of the day and maybe you're not following certain people on social media or you don't look at the news or whatever, you know, we kind of miss things. And it's great that there is a platform like ours uh, that do that does try to bring things to light that we feel are are important um, and that matter or that would be of interest to the to our listeners. So, you know, we're happy to be back and in in it to win it. Yeah. And, um, you know, around this time of the year, I think it's a great time to also take advantage of, um, you know, new goals and new visions and opportunities that are ahead. I know a lot of people do their New Year's resolutions yep. and all of that. So if you're that person, remember uh, to stick with it and yeah. um, to be committed to whatever it is that you set, you know, out to do and to accomplish. I think, um, you know, New Year's like this always give that uh, fresh start and that uh, new opportunity that many people, you know, desire at times. So definitely take advantage of that and um, just stay committed to what you set out to do. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And um, soon, in just a few weeks, the Grammys come back on television. Yeah. Right. Every year they come on. And um, this year, what's the date? February the 10th. February 10th. 10th. February 10th. We have uh Elmana Alicia Keys <laughs> <laughs> hosting, right? Uh, master sister, ceremony. Yeah, master really. of ceremony <laughs> of the event. And like always, we like to uh, bring light to the gospel artists and the Christian artists that have nominations in these categories. Um, we've said it before. It's unfortunate that a lot of the Christian categories, Christian and gospel categories, don't get aired on television. It's more of like an online stream that they'll do, and they'll just do little announcements here and there of the winners. Um, but we always like to just share who has nominations and all of that. And for the best gospel performance song in this year, we have a few nominations. We have the song You Will Win by Ja'Kylan Carr, Won't He Do It by Corinne Hawthorne, Never Alone by Tori Kelly featuring Kirk Franklin, the song Cycles by Jonathan McReynolds, and A Great Work by Brian Courtney Wilson. And yeah. a lot of these people on this list we've spoken about before, yes. such as Corinne Hawthorne, which I believe she won a Dove Award. Yes, she did. Um, last yeah. year. We have Tori Kelly with Never Alone. This was her first gospel album. Yep. Um, debuted at number one, so it's great to see that it was Grammy nominated. Yeah. Um, and Jonathan McReynolds with Cycles. I know we've spoken about him in that song as well. Yeah, you know, there's also Best Contemporary Christian music performance song. We have Reckless Love, who definitely won a Dove Award last year. Yeah. Corey Asbury, You Say, Lauren Daigle, Joy for King and Country, Grace Got You by Mercy Me, uh, featuring John Rubin, Unknown uh, by Torin Wells, um, is also nominated in that category. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough category right there because I think Reckless Love and You Say, like always, are kind of in that competition. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, with the way things are right now, <laughs> I think the Academy will give it to Lauren Daigle. 
Uh, but we have Best Gospel Album as another category. We have the album One Nation Under God by Ja'Kylan Carr, the album Hiding Place by Tori Kelly, Make Room by Jonathan McReynolds, The Other Side by The Walls Group, and A Great Work by Brian Courtney Wilson. I find it interesting that Tori Kelly, although she was a mainstream artist before and released albums and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, was never Grammy nominated. She was only nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys, but yeah. her albums were not nominated i find it interesting that you know the first time she does a gospel album she's nominated for best gospel song and best gospel album so i think that's something um you know if she takes home that win for two grammys i think hopefully that says something to her about the music that she does and what she's meant to do you know that it's definitely making a difference and that hopefully you know with the success that the album has been and we trust will continue to be that she also doesn't deviate from the message that she's been uh projecting with this album uh you know because a lot of times people get the grammys or they get the accolades and all of a sudden they drop the whole gospel christian aspect of it and you know they just jump into other stuff and you know and it's like man you 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 receive the hype or you've gotten to new levels because you're on this platform of a gospel artist, why drop it to then pursue other ventures uh, that are not gospel related? So I don't know. Yeah, hopefully, definitely. Hopefully she'll keep on with that uh, as well. Best contemporary uh, Christian music album. Uh, we have Look Up Child by Lauren Daigle, Hallelujah Here Below, Elevation Worship, Living with a Fire by Jesus Culture, Surrounded by Michael W. Smith, and Survivor Live from Live from Harding Prison by Zach <laughs> Williams. Wow, that's a I need one. to check that out. I, I think know. I see I thought I saw a video you know, from that album of him singing at a prison. Yeah, um, cool. But that's actually pretty cool if the whole album is live from prison. We need yeah. to check that out. I would like to see Elevation Worship win um, a Grammy. Yeah. I feel like if I were them, I know, or anyone in this category, I'd be looking at Lauren Daigle like... You just got here. You just got here. <laughs> Pay <laughs> exactly. your dues. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see them uh, win a Grammy for their album. It was a very good album. And um, I just love that they're a church worship team. Yeah. You know, I yeah, think so. it's not, you know, they're not on a record label. They don't have this major backing of, you know, a company or anything or like that. Yeah. They're, you don't really see them like that um, on TV shows or anything like that. Hillsong you'll see on like the today show. Yeah. You'll have, see them like that, but elevation worship, they don't really have that um, exposure just yet. Yeah. Uh, so I would definitely like to see, uh, them win that Man, Grammy. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I sent you a few days ago an uh, article on yes. Chris Pratt. Yes. And um, dun, everyone dun, dun. was kind of going in about that uh, that article and that video of his announcement. He made an announcement on <laughs> social media that seemed to just, you know, Rock take people's everyone. World. Yeah, take everyone by storm and you know it was everyone was very concerned it was a little crazy yeah i mean and and you would think that with the hype and the build up that we're speaking about this great announcement uh, that chris pratt made that it would be something out of this world but he was just simply on his on his third day of being on the daniel fast he went live on instagram did a video um on his social media platform and spoke about the fact that he was doing the daniel fast 
Um, and, you know, he made like a little joke about it, which is, you know, maybe at the end of the 21 days, I'll be a little, you know, crazy, hallucinating, hallucinating yeah. or whatever, you know, in reference to the the um, the taxing effort that it, does, that it does take to do the Daniel fast, because as many of us do know, or for those of you that don't, you know, it's a time in which Christians take um, uh, separate 21 days to do as the, you know, the book of Daniel explains, which is that they limit their diet in reference to what they can eat, you know, vegetables, legumes, they stay away from, you know, uh, uh, sugars and processed foods and meats and all of that milk, dairy. Um, but it's not only the diet aspect of it. It's also the aspect of getting closer to God. Uh, so it's like a fasting that you do with the intention, uh, to, you know, uh, unplug yourself from things that maybe you take for granted as being um, a, um, uh, I was going to say a delicacy, but it's or, not what it is. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. But, you know, it's, it's you know what, you we were making a sacrifice yeah. to get closer to God. And that's really what the purpose is uh, about it. But people on social media being the amazing people that they are completely went in on Chris Pat, Pratt with the most. I would say the most ridiculous things, like the most, like things that make no sense uh, for people to complain about. Um, you know, uh, people were, were saying he's always was the worst Chris in Hollywood. Not surprised by this. Um, other people were saying that, um, that Chris Pratt uh, was so much more hotter before we realized he was super religious or whatever. Um, you know, other people were like, okay, we get it. You go to church, like get over it. And you know, and it, it's stuff that really at the end of the day was not needed. Like there, there isn't no, you know, and it was like, I was reading, you know, people are people in the outside world talk so much about, we need to be accepting. We need to be accepting. We need to accept other people when, you know, whatever they believe in, however they want to represent themselves or whatever. But when it comes to Christians, they're not accepting of us. You know, he didn't right. go on Instagram live to tell people you need to do a Daniel fast right now. Stop what you're doing. And he wasn't like shoving things down people's throat. He was just simply sharing the same way that every other celebrity, the same way that every other person with social media platform shares whatever pops into their mind to share um, on social media. He was just sharing, hey, I'm on day three of my Daniel fast and you know, I'm hoping I make it through to the end. And people went ballistic. And it's not even like he didn't mention God. Yeah. He didn't mention Jesus. He didn't mention what the Daniel fast was. Yeah. He just said the Daniel fast. Yep. And a lot of people, you know, who aren't believers do a Daniel fast, you can say. Yeah. Um, you know, for medical reasons or for like a detox and stuff, you know, there is obviously a difference between dieting and fasting. But, you know, in this case, I, I just feel like, you know, like we've discussed this before, people just look for what they can, you know, to just destroy and bring down. They look for yeah. that little area they can get into to just, you know, destroy someone. And, you know, especially when it comes to their faith and Christianity, I think if he would have been up there, you know, on his Instagram, just doing something crazy or, yeah. you know, running around the street yelling or whatever, people would just be laughing about it or whatever. But the fact that he went on and, you know, spoke about something that obviously means something to him and, and has to do with his faith. People want to run with that and they yeah. want to see that, you know, crumble and destroyed. And I think, you know, it just is a testament to everything that's going on and, you know, in society and just the overall vibe that people have when it comes to faith and God yeah. and Christianity. And, you know, Chris Pratt isn't someone who has um, 
who has shied away from sharing his faith before. Last year, we saw at the MTV Movie Awards where he gave his speech and he spoke about how God is real. Um, and, you know, but he's also not the type of person that is constantly, like I said before, trying to shove Christ down your throat type of a situation. You know, he's someone who is very honest and blunt about the fact that he is a believer he he does believe in god and you know he's trying to do his thing for the lord um but he kind of leaves it at that you know it's like this is what i and you know and, and it's you know i had wrote in my notes i wrote down there's a difference between uh, a believer who is in pursuit of christ and then someone who um is constantly trying to represent christ and you know we see people that are always trying to put on a facade about i am a christian i am a christian i am the perfect example of a christian this is you know what you have to do and with him it's not that that's not his at least for me that's not my take when it comes with him and with other people which is just i'm just a human being trying to get closer to god i know i'm not perfect but i'm trying to figure out my way on how to get there and i think that that's awesome that you know that good for you you're trying to do your thing and and get closer to the lord um, you know, cause then the reason why I bring this up is because in the comments and stuff like that, you know, people were quick to criticize him or criticize his life or his divorce, uh, to his ex-wife and stuff like that or whatever. And, you know, people are quick to pick up on, you know, things that they want to point out about you, but pick up on the fact that homeboy is just, you know, trying to get to know Christ a little bit more. And yeah. I think that that in and of itself is what's important. And it's overall, it's positive. So even if you didn't believe in God, even if you don't have faith, even if you're not, you know, religious, like you, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's still a good message. If you look at it in a non-spiritual way, it's a cleanse for your body. It's a yeah. detox for your body. And what's wrong with that? Even if that's what he was doing, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, again, people just, they, they choose and pick their battles and they, you know, when it comes to the faith aspect and just God, that's something that they just want to always challenge. And, you know, I like what you said in the fact that, um, he is very wise and how he treats these things. And, you know, you never really see him, like you say, forcing that down on people and just kind of putting it out there. And I think, um, you know, it's important to kind of discuss how to approach, you know, when your faith is challenged, how to approach yeah. those moments where what you believe is not the popular thing, whether it's, you know, this is on a grand scheme in Hollywood, but mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, in your home and you're the only Christian in your home, it could be at your job and you're the only Christian at your job. And just moments where, you know, it can be hard to just stand for what you believe in and stand for the truth and not compromise, um, even when you're under fire for yeah. your faith. You know, and uh, recently uh, we both actually saw this video and kind of discussed it uh, at separate times. But uh, BuzzFeed released a YouTube video and the title was People Tell a Pastor Why They Don't Believe in God. Yep. And I mean, I saw it the day it came out. It was on my feed and it's a great video. It's a video that BuzzFeed did and it circled around the question is God real? And um, the video had uh, Pastor Erica Campbell, her and her pa her husband are pastors at a church in California. Uh, you may know her as a gospel singer. She was She's in Mary Mary and all of that. They sat with her and basically just dialogued and had this conversation. So she yep. sat down with three different individuals, um, each with a different background, each with different experiences. Um, she sat with a former Mormon, an atheist, she mm -hmm. sat with an atheist who was raised Catholic and with an agnostic. 
Yep. And I mean, it was about a 10 minute conversation where, you know, they were kind of just dialoguing, talking about different things. And I love the video and the points they brought up. One of the things that I loved, you know, was the fact that I've never seen something like this on a mainstream platform, something mm -hmm. like Buzzfeed. Um, just looking at the past few videos that Buzzfeed has had, um, you know, the videos have reached, let's say 50,000 views, a hundred thousand views, even 300,000 views. This video released about a month ago has over 3 million. Mm -hmm. And I just think it goes to show, you know, that people are, they have this curiosity or this interest in faith and spirituality and God now, I think more than ever, you know, where it's almost like anything that has to do with that. It's like a clickbait in a way where they mm -hmm. want to see, okay, what is, what are they saying? What is this pastor saying? What are these people saying about God? You know? Yeah. But we even see that with the whole Chris Pratt scenario where, you know, it wasn't only the criticism that he received on social media, but we see that Axis Hollywood. We just watched a video of E on ET, uh, where one of the, the the anchors or the news reporters were speaking uh, about it, but this time in a positive light. She was like, "Yeah, me and him go to the same church, and I know what a Daniel fast is, and this is what a Daniel fast is." And yeah. they put up the image of what you can eat, what you can't eat, or whatever. And she even explained. Um, I think uh, the, 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 she she wrote down God is. Um, uh, this, uh, she wrote down, uh, she said uh, that the Daniel fast was to put a pause on life and get closer to Christ. Yeah. I have never heard that on television. Yeah. That wasn't like a gospel or uh, Christian centered show. This is E.T. It's the same thing. Like Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, Entertainment yep. Tonight, Access Hollywood. Like these are uh, the, the shows that talk about celebrities and stuff like that. They don't take time. Oftentimes in the negative. Yeah, light. oftentimes in the negative. And they, don't, and they don't usually take the time out to highlight a celebrity that is doing something positive and that is also doing something that centers around Christ. So, yeah. you know, it, there is definitely, and you know, and I, and we've been speaking about this with our previous episodes about secular artists joining with um, Christian artists. There is definitely a movement. There is definitely something in the works where Christianity and, and faith based, you know, the idea of Christ, that whole thing is, is on the forefront of conversations happening now. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do, and we'll get back to the video, but I think a lot of it has to do with videos like this, yeah. you know, moments like this where people see, you know, a Christian, a pastor, a woman, you know, no less, having a conversation and maybe their, you know, uh, perspective and maybe their view on Christians is tarnished and tainted because of things that they've experienced where now they're seeing, you know, a pastor speak to three different people who don't believe in God, who may yes. not agree and have the same faith and actually have a conversation. Yes. One of the YouTube comments that someone put was Christians pay close attention to how much she is listening to them. Yeah. And it's so true because I think a lot of times, you know, we can be guilty of this. The minute we're confronted with something that goes against what we believe, it's kind of like a, we turn off. You yep. know, we can turn off on them, not listen or, okay, that's what you believe, but this is the truth and this is what's yes. right. And the fact that throughout the whole video, she let them speak yes. and speak and speak. And, I mean, I was watching some of the things that they were saying were a little crazy. Yeah. She didn't laugh didn't yeah. you know no i had wrote down with her i wrote she was pleasant non-combative and loving yep which is exactly what we need to be 
when we're in those types of situations whether or not you would have you agreed with what she said or how she said or whatever you can't take away from her the fact that she sat there she listened and she was open to what they were saying in no time did she have a stank face and no you know there was times where they said stuff that was very like out there yeah and her response to them was really you really believe that mm -hmm. like continue the conversation like speak to me more about why you're in that train of thought instead of where somebody else would have been like oh no you're wrong you know because the bible says in ephesians and, 3 6 yeah and you know and it's like be like slow your roll like they, mm -hmm. they she was very open to uh having a two-way street dialogue with these individuals and that 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 was really good yeah, and I think, you know, it's a great example of, like you said, what we should do in these moments. And we're confronted with people like this. And, you know, I mean, the former Mormon, you know, he was pretty, he's pretty much against all organized religion, yes. you know, against God completely, the yep. thought of God. His perspective is everything that exists is what exists right here and right now. Yep. So no belief in an afterlife, no belief in heaven or hell, nothing like that. And to him you know he had left the mormon church you know he was raised mormon left the church he said his family you know he received a lot of backlash from his family mm -hmm. and i love that in that conversation when he said that erica asked him you know how did your family respond to you like yeah. there was a genuine interest there like yeah. and she kind of commented like that must have been really difficult to go yes. through and experience that right there brought them on the same playing field yeah and i loved how she then in turn you know, when he said, he said that every time he read the Bible, he would find that there was a twist or something for human gain, yeah. according to him, yes. that it was a way for humans to gain, you know, in their life. And Erica explained how when she was growing up, there were a lot of questions she had about yeah. her faith and reading the Bible and yeah. why certain things were wrong and why she couldn't do certain things. And she said, for example, why are we poor? If yeah. we're Christian and when God is the owner and creator of everything, why are we poor in my family? Why don't we have? So it brought them on kind of that same playing field where it was almost like you had questions and yes. you have questions. But you know what? I had questions as well. Yeah. And this is what I did. This is how I found the answers. And I loved how she put it by pretty much saying religion is man-made. So anytime you deal with religion, you will always have discrepancies. You'll always yeah. have errors and flaws. It comes down to your relationship with God. Absolutely. And I think what, what that does, it, it removes the stigma, the stereotype of Christians think they're better than everyone. Because when a Christian is able to level with you and be like, yeah, I get that. I know that feeling. I know what it feels like, you know, to have questions or to be confused or, you know, what they're doing is and what they're preaching or whatever the situation is, you know, it kind of like, man, you, we get it. But, you know, then that's where the follow up comes in. And then you speak about, you know, of overcoming those situations or, you know, understanding, like you said, that, you know, organized religion um, has it's human made. And, you know, when stuff is human made, it definitely leaves room for defects or issues or contradictions and stuff like that or whatever. You know, and then that's when you speak about the focus of God and his and his love and all that greatness um, and about he doesn't contradict himself. And, you know, you go into that whole spiel uh, to a degree, but definitely the point is to never discredit the per the other person's feelings even though you know he said it he he had all these questions he had a bad experience where in Sunday school you know he would ask questions and they would get upset at him for yeah. asking questions because you don't ask those questions like no like you know do you you have to relate with people on those levels of yes unfortunately in this walk you will have experiences that are not the best you will have experiences that do not represent Christ but that is not who Christ is
Yeah. I loved how even in the video, they were both in the same room, both sitting in the same chair, yeah. you know, like two different chairs, but the same chair, you know, Relatively same level. Close. They were yeah, close. really, really close. Yeah. I loved the fact that that's how it was done, where they were both on the same level, same playing field, just talking. And, um, you know, one of the things that that I loved also about the video is the fact that BuzzFeed didn't do a lot of editing mm -hmm. where, you know, I'm sure they edited it. Obviously, there was edits and different things like that, but they didn't cut from Erica's statements and from Erica's thoughts about God and Jesus and all of that. Sometimes you run the risk of sitting in things like this where, you know, the editors have control at yeah. the end of the day of what you're saying. And they could have heavily focused on, you know, the title says people tell a pastor why they don't believe in God, not yes. why a pastor believes in God. Yes. You know, they could have heavily focused on the three individuals, their stories, their backgrounds, and that's it. But instead, there was a, you know, really good balance with the conversation. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, as a, on my side of the field, you know, it was difficult for me to be accepting of that. Because obviously you want to walk away from a video like that with the Christian winning. Right. Like, you know, she should have won. Like, you know, they should have converted right there right. on the spot uh, type of situation. Uh, but when you, when. Uh, what, if this was TBN then or a Christian network like that, that's what it would have ended like. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what I do commend them for is staying middle of the road. You know, yeah. they allowed both sides to express their feelings. And it's up to the viewer to then figure out. You know, who do they lean towards? You know, especially for someone like BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is not a Christian or a non-Christian, you know, company. They're just a news forum. You know, they put articles. They put quizzes up. They put tell you, you know, the, the newest 25 things under $10 to buy on Amazon. Like, you mm -hmm. know, that that's what their niche is. So for them, you know, it doesn't pay or it doesn't it doesn't have any effect to them to lean towards one or the other you know there was another video that buzzfeed had posted uh last year where they handcuffed the satanist to uh, a christian um and you know the satanist goes and goes to the christian church the christian goes and they spend time you know with the satanists and their seances and stuff like that or whatever and, you know and it's another video where they kind of just leave it in the middle it's you know he experienced her stuff she experienced his stuff and you know, it is what it is. It's more informative than it is trying to get you to uh, align with one thought or the other. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things that I in watching the video, uh, a lot of people, you know, in this time and with social media and with everything, they see a video, but they look at the people and they want to know more about them. Mm -hmm. So they'll look and they'll see, you know, OK, but who is this person? I'm sure some people may have known who Erica Campbell was. Other yeah. people may not have known. You know, I love that in even the comments section of the video or the description, they put all of her links to all of her social medias mm -hmm. and they put like the BuzzFeed website. Yeah. But I love the fact that they did that because it gives people the opportunity to research click further in, yeah. more and click and, you know, uh, discover more about just the music and, you know, everything like that. So I love the fact that they did that. This video has over 25,000 comments, people with different views, different comments, opinions. But a lot of these comments all say the same thing. The fact that it was very nice to see believers and non-believers getting along. Yeah. So it kind of gets me you know asking myself the question what is the perception that people have with believers and non-believers you know do people think that there's a constant clash and yeah. war and battle do they think that you know we can't 
thrive in the same you know environment, room environment another, yeah. that we can't be in the same room without having some type of conflict you know and this is a question i think we should all ask ourselves you know how do people view us mm -hmm. you know as an if they're non-believers how do they view us as believers yeah you know no, no, i think it's true and i and it's you know i i i can see why certain people will feel that way but when i look at my you know my circle or my you know my work um my work area the people that i work with or even my family you know and in um, my family, like my immediate family, like my brother and I are the only ones that serve the Lord. Everybody else, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles or whatever, don't serve the Lord. Um, but we're able, at least for me, I am able to co habitat or if that's the word coexist coexist there we go that word we have to be careful with throwing <laughs> around but y'all know what we mean thrive uh, in the same yeah, environment you know like we're able to you know have holidays together we're right. able to have dinners or birthday parties and stuff like that or whatever and you know and they're very respectful of me you know i'm very i can clearly remember a time where my aunt's uncle was speaking to me about something that he should have not been speaking to me about and she jumped in and she's like hey you know eddie doesn't like that type of stuff or whatever and it was perfectly fine. Like, it was, I didn't, I, I was not offended. I didn't get into a fight right. or whatever. And, you know, they know what my, uh, my, um, uh, uh, guidelines boundaries. or boundaries there we go they know what my boundaries are and i know what they're into and stuff like that and we just respect each other's space and you know we're very cool about it and the same thing in my work you know at work is the same thing everyone that i have a relationship with work knows that i'm a believer they know I, I love christ and they know that i go to church and they know all of that um but we're still just because you don't or just because you have a different belief system or whatever you know that doesn't mean that we can't be cordial we can't have a work relationship you can't help me with something i need help with at work or whatever you know i'm able to have those relationships but i do think that there are people that are not able to have those relationships yep especially christians that are not able to have that relationship because they aren't able to do the simple things like erica campbell did in the video which is be pleasant be non-compatible be loving be understanding be attentive be present you know these are things that they're not able to do and because of that they give off a bad name to other christians and that's why people you know like oh you're a christian that means you're this that and the third or whatever yeah i mean she the way they kind of ended the video and you know and all of that is erica pretty much telling one of them uh one of the people in this video uh that god cares about them she says he yes. cares about you you know yeah. he, he loves you and you know the person's response this was the agnostic um she was kind of raised slightly hindu she says uh but to her god has no bearing on her life yes like, that, which you know, I, that was like what but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and she said it like very like laughed and everything yeah you know and you know erica tells her well he cares about you yes. like who you are and you know the girl ends up saying i feel so small and the concept of god feels so big mm -hmm. and the first question when erica asked her you know sh she kind of said you know does he really mm -hmm. you know are you like are you sure like i don't think so and the fact that you know that message just that quote of he cares about you Yes. You know, that right there is something that's mind blowing. When you think about a God that is so big, that is so grand, that actually does care. Yes. And 
that's what separates God from everything else yeah. and anyone else, you know, that there are people that, you know, will give up on us. There are people that won't care. There are people that will love us today and not love us the next day for whatever yes. reason. There are places that we can be welcome to at one time in our life and then feel unwelcomed at another part. And all of that is always inconsistent and can always change while God is never changing and always cares. And I loved how she says that God brings gravity to it all. The fact that you, you know, there's a world full of evil. There's a world of chaos, good and evil, always combating with each other. But God brings gravity to everything. Yes. God brings everything into perspective. Yeah. You know, and I just, I mean, I just love the video. If you haven't seen it, go to YouTube, type in, um, you know, Erica Campbell Buzzfeed, or you can type in people, uh, tell a pastor why they don't believe in God. Check out the video, share the video. I think it says something that this video has over 3 million views. And I mean, many of their other videos don't even have nearly many as many views. views. Yeah. So I think it's just, it, it says something. Yeah, and you know, and even with her response, it was something very human, number one, and number two, very common to hear. You know, there there are even I've heard even Christians say that the the idea of God caring about me or, you know, listening to my prayers or, you know, being there for me is so crazy for me because they see him as this huge thing, this huge being, and they're so small and insignificant, but in reality, that's how much God loves us. It's so crazy that even though he is that big, even though he is that great and that powerful, he still cares. He still is attentive. He is still working in your favor. He is still, you know, trying to put, you know, putting things in place for you. And, you know, that and what I liked about the video was that where other people may say that she wasn't authoritative enough or she wasn't assertive enough or whatever. I see it as she planted seeds. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, with the with the the young lady about not understanding the concept of God and him being too big, you know, and her letting her her let Erica letting her know, no, but he loves you. That's a seed that was planted that, you know, she walked away from that conversation thinking about, you know, there was the other young lady where she asks her, you know, um, what do you want me to pray for you for? Like, what do you want? Do you need prayer? What what would you like me to pray about or whatever? And then, you know, she was like really like okay like i want you to pray for my family and this you know for them and their well-being or whatever you know that's an olive branch that you know sometimes it's something as simple as that she's an atheist she doesn't believe in god and she could have been like no i don't believe in that you don't got to pray for me and Mm -hmm. she was like oh yeah really okay yeah pray for my family you know i want them you know i want god to be there for them and to help them and whatever uh, situation you know that's what we're supposed to be doing yep that you know when a co-worker that could be an atheist or a satanist or a buddhist or whatever you know tells you that they're going through a hard situation and share something with you don't walk away from the conversation like oh okay talk to you later but you know what i'm gonna pray for you i'm gonna you know i'm gonna pray that god helps you through that and when god shows up and shows off that's testament of man you know the god you prayed for really you know did his thing yeah and um, I mean, I always go back in conversations like this to the scripture, John thirteen thirty five. your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Yep. So our love for one another, it's not specific that our love for, you know, Christian non-believers, yeah. our love for believers, our love for our parents, our love. No, our love for one another, the idea that we're called to love. And, you know, that has 
its own little, you know, conversations we can have about that. Because just because I love you doesn't mean I have to agree with you. Yeah. Doesn't mean I need to, you know, be your BFF, right? But um, the idea that the Lord says your love will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So what are you proving with your actions? You know, are you proving to be a disciple of Christ? Are you proving to be his son, a child of God? You know, are you proving to be like everyone else, you know, that rejects and despises and kind of just leaves that bad taste in people's, you know, mouths? Like, what are you proving to be? And I think that's a question that we can all walk away with today, um, you know, in this episode. Are we proving to be God's disciple? Yeah, and that and that is our goal on this earth to be god's disciple to to share the word of god to share the love of god and to be of light in this world of darkness so you know if we started off this episode speaking about people have new year's resolutions and they have goals and to stick to them and make it through make this one of your new year's resolutions to be a light in the midst of darkness to be love where there is no love to be a shoulder when someone needs it you know whether it is to cry on or they just need a rest or you know be there be there for one another be present and you will see how god glorifies himself through that as well yeah so once again thank you for tuning in to our podcast we have brand new episodes coming up every wednesday you can check out um, the links that we put up you can follow us on instagram at god life culture podcast on facebook as well god life culture podcast you can send us an email at god life culture at gmail.com and we have many great topics coming up and different things that we're doing so be sure to tune in every wednesday go ahead and share this podcast and share it with someone that you think would definitely enjoy this conversation so thank you again for tuning in yes yeah, so thank you for listening to the god life culture podcast that's god God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.